What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht. I am the host here of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. And as always, I'm going to hop right into today's topic, which is all about getting ready for this next year. And so I want to ask you just for a moment, I want you to think about this year, this year that you're in right now, coming to the end of 2021. Right now, as I'm recording this, it's December 6th. We're getting close to the end. Christmas is just around the corner. Frankly, most of you are probably done prospecting for the year. There's still a lot of time left, but unfortunately, many of you are probably putting on the brakes. And so the likelihood of putting on additional accounts and revenue this year is for the most part kind of behind you. So the question is, as we're now here in the year of 2021, now in December, looking back on the year, how did you do? How did you do? Did you actually hit your goals? Did you achieve the number of new clients that you wanted? Did you have a chance to build the book of business that you were hoping for? How was your retention? Did you retain better than 92% of your clients or were we even below that? Or maybe you were at 100%. How did you do? You know what? I think it's very important for us to take a look at our statistics. Professionals have no problem taking a look at their numbers. It is the amateurs who have a problem with taking a look at their numbers. But the pros have no problem scrutinizing their numbers. What were your numbers? How did you do? How many new clients did you get? How much new revenue did you get? What was the average revenue per account that you got? What was your retention rate? If you even look back at the numbers, um, even in your prospecting, how many cold calls did you make? How many appointments did you set? What was your what was your ratio of quoting to winning? How many broker of record letters did you win? Um, what were the average size revenue accounts for the BORs that you got? If you even take a look at it, what were the reasons that you got those broker of record letters? There's a lot of different statistics that we can take a look at to see whether or not we had a good year, an average year, or a year, frankly, that we should be embarrassed about. What kind of year did you have? In this episode, I want to start even now preparing for next year, 2022. Because look, there's things that happen in the year and you can't go back and you can't change that. You might even say to yourself, well, Charles, you know, I I had really good ideas going into it. um, But for whatever reason, one reason or another, there were just enormous gaps in my prospecting activity and it caused me not to achieve the results that I want. I don't want to do that going forward, but unfortunately, that is the reason 
that these things have happened. I get it. I understand that might be exactly where you're at, but that's okay. Why? Because 2022 is a new year and we can always start out on the right foot. We can begin doing the things that are going to get you the result that you want going forward. And so as we start looking at 2022, it would be, listen to me, please listen to this. It would be a very amateur move to not strategize for the beginning of the year. And I'm not talking about just going through an exercise because you're, you know, the agency principal or your sales manager wants you to do it. No, look, this is your career. This is your business. It is time to step up, to man up, to woman up, and to actually pony up and do the work that you're supposed to do in order to achieve the results that you want for yourself. Because I don't know if you know about this, but I ain't making the cold calls for you. You got to do it yourself. You got to own it. You got to want it. You actually have to implement. And so as we start talking about this goal setting um, exercise, if you will, strategy sessions of putting together goals and expectations for 2022, you really need to start thinking bigger. Start thinking with audacious goals. Start thinking, eh, if I can put it this way. Start thinking outside of your box. Not outside of the box, but outside of your box. Everybody has a box. The box is what they're used to. The box is what is comfortable. And I say just get outside of the box because if you stay inside that box, it's what you're always going to be doing. You have to actually step outside of whatever your box is and create something new. And so we want to create something that is going to make you a little bit nervous. Harry, audacious goals. The title of this particular podcast episode is Setting Wealthy Sales Expectations for Next Year. And I call it expectations and not goals for a reason. A goal is something like, oh, you know, I, I hope I hit it. A goal is something that, you know, it would be nice to achieve it. But you know what? If we don't, maybe at least we got close. Well, you know, goals are nice, and certainly if you can uh, set some that are that are fairly distant, you know, far away, that are fairly large and so forth, and hitting those, you know what, pat yourself on the back, good job. But what I would rather do is set some hairy, audacious expectations about what we're going to do, because if we can create the correct expectations and actually implement on those, then there's a sense in which sky is the limit in regards to the goal. But the expectation has to be set there based upon what you're going to do. The goal for you might be example an example to be $250,000 of new business revenue this next year. Maybe that is your goal in regards to what you want to accomplish for new business revenue growth. New business has nothing to do with retention. Great. So this, this goal of $250,000, how are you going to do it? Because you can come up with a big number that kind of scares you a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's important for us to be reasonable based upon the expectations that we put into place. If you have a book of business that is very service intensive, let me say you're putting in maybe about 40 hours a week, but unfortunately, a lot of your clients are very service intensive, and on average, around 30 hours of that 40, you're spent doing servicing work. Well, I'm sorry, you only have 10 hours per week you know, based upon that 40-hour work week to actually bring about new business. And unfortunately, most insurance producers, even out of that 10 hours, are probably going to have a small percentage of time we're set aside for prospecting. So it's unlikely to hit hairy, audacious goals if you don't actually have the time management set up in order to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And so we're going to talk about it in today's episode, setting wealthy sales expectations for next year. 
setting wealthy sales expectations for next year. I call it wealthy for a reason because I'm not trying to create poor expectations. I'm not trying to create insurance producers who are stuck in poverty. I'm trying to create insurance producers who actually want to create wealth for themselves in order to get themselves to the next level. That really is the issue after all is said and done here, setting wealthy sales expectations for next year. And so not only is this something that is for individual insurance producers to do, it is definitely something that insurance principals ought to be doing for their agency. Setting clear, not just sales goals of such as, I want you to achieve this particular sales goal, uh, new business written. I want clear expectations in regards to what is expected over the course of a year. We can come up with a goal. The expectations are what's going to actually help us to get there. And so I want to give you a little bit of an idea about some of the things that you should probably be doing in order to really create a strategy that's going to allow you to achieve success in 2022 and going forward. It's not enough just to kind of put together a few bullet points. You have to actually do more than that. And frankly, you have to track how you're actually doing over the course of each each month. And frankly, I would probably do it on a weekly basis. Track your actual activity on how you're doing on a weekly basis because it is that weekly activity that's going to result in monthly new revenue coming in. But I'll give you a little bit of an expectation here. So, you know, there's lots of insurance producers out there. They're all different. You guys are all wonderful, beautiful, smart, intelligent people. And everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses. Every agency is different. Every geographic location is different. Some people have a lot of services that their agency can provide. There are lots of people, however, that have zero services, for the most part, that their agency can provide. They might be able to process a certificate of insurance, but really that's about it. They can't really provide anything for workers' compensation claims management or loss control or social media or anything like that. And so with that said, every single producer is different in his or her own agency, geographic location, their experience, their weaknesses, their strength. Some producers are very good at cold calling and some are so poor, I would tell them to get rid of the telephone altogether. Everybody is different and unique. The issue is, what is the strategy you're setting up for yourself? Is it one that's going to help you create success or is it one that's just going to help you coast through the year? We want to create wealthy sales expectations, wealthy sales expectations. And so over the course of the last you know, couple of weeks, I've been speaking to a number of different producers, you know, just kind of talking about what really the goals are going to look like for this next year and how they're planning to achieve these goals that they're putting out. And so it's interesting because a fair number of these producers will have spent a little bit of time thinking about it, maybe even brainstorming what their plan is going to look like before they actually have a conversation with me. And the problem, however, is that as I start going through this with them within three, four or five minutes, you know, we already have to sort of pivot and edit based upon what these goals are because, well, frankly, they're either unrealistic or they're just so small, so insignificant, that it's really no goal whatsoever. But frankly, I just want to look at it from the standpoint of how do you create something that really makes you a little bit nervous, but actually it is reasonable because we're creating a process for it, a strategy. So just give me an example, maybe an example of one conversation I had with a producer um, just this last week. 
was talking to this agent. He actually has a decent sized book of business, not quite a million yet, but he's getting close and hopes to actually be able to achieve it in the next year and a half to two years. Um, you know, if he does it actually the, maybe the way that we kind of discuss, I think that he can probably get it in a year if he actually does the hard work. So, you know, we were talking about like, um, how he did in new businesses last year and he did pretty well. He did a little bit over $150,000. And for him, that was actually pretty good. Uh, you know, glad to say that, Hey, started working with me, ended up doing pretty well. Um, the years prior to that, he said he usually did about 75 to 110,000. And this year was significantly more than that. So, you know, just a lot of it has to do with, you know, really kind of setting expectations on what we're going to be doing on a week to week basis. Um, but I had, I had asked him, you know, tell me about what you want to accomplish this next year. And so initially, these are some of the things that he threw out. He said, I want to write $250,000 of new business this year. And then he gave me two specific industries that he was hoping these would both, uh, that, that he was going to go after in order to actually accomplish what he wanted to accomplish. Okay. Um, and I, I asked him, I said, well, you know, what, what is the most you've ever written in one year? And it was under 200,000, so he hadn't even hit 200,000, let alone gotten to 250. I asked him, I said, I want you to tell me how many, or rather, what size revenue accounts are you going to be going at in order to try to achieve this goal? And he said that he wanted to go after nothing less than $10,000 of revenue. That was going to be his minimum. I said, I can appreciate that. But really what I'm asking is what is going to be typically the average size revenue account for the accounts that you're planning to write? Because a minimum revenue is going to be completely different than average. You might say ten grand is my minimum, but if we're going to average writing accounts that are $20,000, then we're actually setting up a strategy based upon actual expectations rather than minimum expectations. I'm not trying to set up something for minimum expectations. That is small-minded thinking. We're going to start off right off the bat on thinking bigger. And so he's like, okay, I, get it. I understand what you're saying then. So he was saying, you know, I, my hope is that it would be somewhere between $15,000 and $25,000. said, great, we're going to go with $20,000. So instead of $10,000 being your minimum account, the expectation is that we're going to start writing accounts that are about $20,000 on average. And so I asked them, how many new clients did you receive, or did you win rather, this year? How many new clients did you win the year before that? And how many new clients did you win even that third year back? The reason why I ask this is I don't want to know like how many new policies you wrote or maybe like a new entity for a current client, brand new clients you've never had before, not cross-selling or anything like that. How many new clients did you get? Okay. The reason why I ask this is because I'll have some producers who say, you know what, I average about like six to eight new clients in a year. And then I'm like, well, what is the average size revenue on the accounts that you're writing? Well, you know, they're about $10,000. And so then what you're really telling me is you're going to make about seventy or $80,000 this year and not anywhere close to $250,000. Like the numbers just don't add up. And so I asked him, how many actual new clients did you may have this current year? Here's the problem. Most producers don't know their numbers. He didn't know his numbers either. What he told me was that, you know, it's somewhere between 10 and 15. And they said, well, you know, maybe between like 12 and 15. I'm like, you've only got about a dozen new clients and you can't even tell me how many. Like you should have those written down where you can say, let me look at my sheet. Like we need to be more organized than that. But I just said, okay, look, let's just assume it is 12. Let's assume the number is 12. You know, he couldn't tell me the current year, let alone what he really knew from even the prior years. Um, you know, there's a very real sense in which even though he's been fairly successful, he's been successful winging it, 
rather than being very strategic. And so I just said, let's just do this. Let's just assume, for example, that the number is 12, okay? If you're going to tell me that you're going to do $10,000 minimum accounts, then really you're shooting for $120,000. That really would be the goal. Nowhere necessarily near $250,000. If the goal is $20,000 accounts, then that's going to put you significantly closer. That's going to put you at, um, I believe that would put them at $240,000. So that would get you very close. So you have to actually increase the size of the account dramatically in order to hit that number. And so as we were talking about it, just began doing the math with them, trying to figure out if the mathematics even work, right? 12 clients at $20,000 of revenue is $240,000. That would be what we would have to achieve in order to get close to 250,000. You know, some of the accounts might come in and they're 35 grand and some might come in and maybe they're like 14,000, but really where's the average going to come into play? And so now I said to him, I said, look, we can start talking about this and we can start kind of figuring out, you know, what industries you're going to go after. But I said, talk to me first about your prospect list. What do you have? And so he said, well, you know, of the two industries that I really want to go after, I only have, you know, one of them I only have list for. At this point, I said, okay, well, now how many are actually on your list? And he said, about 100 and 110. I said, you know, I'm sorry, that's just not going to be enough. Like we're going to have to consistently increase that number in order to get the types of results that you want. If you were going after accounts that are 50 plus revenue, then frankly, you only have to you know, get, you know, a few clients in the year to have a very successful year. Uh, but if you're going after the you know, accounts that are you know, you know, 15, 20, 25,000, you know, to have only a list of 100 uh, different prospects isn't going to be anywhere near what you need to accomplish. I then asked him, I said, well, tell me about you know, the geographic territory. Where are these located? And he said, well, these are basically located in the southern part of the state where he's at. I said, okay, here's some of the issues. So you've, you've been an insurance producer for a while. You've been successful. You, you know how to prospect. You know how to win new clients. You even know how to retain clients. Um, you and your team you know, don't have a problem actually servicing these types of accounts. This shouldn't be a problem for you. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. If COVID has taught us one thing, it's taught us that insurance buyers don't need to have you very close. You don't have to be local, in other words, to win new business. You can be anywhere around the United States. And frankly, even if an account is like, you know, in your same you know, county, um, it's quite unlikely they've ever come into your office. They've never met your servicing team. Your servicing team handles the service all year long, and probably they do everything by telephone and email. You don't need to be local. You don't need to be local. You can write stuff on the other side of the United States of America, and you'd be fine. So I said, why don't we just kind of increase the geographic location that you're willing to prospect on so that you don't have to con you know, continue to increase the number of uh, micro-niche industries to go after. You'll just be able to pull more numbers in those micro niches. And frankly, just a much better way to go about it anyway, right? Because then you just start becoming a generalist. You're going to have to continue to have more accounts to work on your prospect list 
of the accounts you're trying to go after. I said, all right, now let's just start doing some math here, okay? You know, you have to be able to go after 12 accounts to be able to write those 12 accounts in a year. That means that we have to write three per quarter this next year, okay? Does that number kind of make you a little bit nervous? Do you feel like, okay, for every three months, I need to get three new clients? On average, one new client per month. Does that seem a little bit challenging or daunting of a task to you? You know, and frankly, you know, he said, you know, yes, but not really. I mean, I know I can do it. And that's really the thing. You got to know it, that you can do it. I don't think getting 12 clients in a year is all that difficult. Frankly, I would tell you that the average insurance agent out there should be able to get at least 15 to 18. But I would say you can probably get closer to 24 if you actually do it. Two per month shouldn't be a problem if you're prospecting diligently, if you're constantly working and not slowing down and not wasting time, not playing golf or you know talking by the water cooler, if you will, but you're actually doing the work. It shouldn't be that difficult for you to actually accomplish this. Only 12 in a year, three per quarter. Even if we focus on the quarters of January 1, April 1, um, July 1 and October 1, and really focus on those main times, we can probably write the types of accounts you want to write at the size that we want to write them. And so these are the basic criteria that that we talked about, and frankly, that you as an insurance agent need to really figure out if you're going to sell set wealthy sales expectations for next year, what are the basics, okay? Now for him, and let me just kind of put a parenthesis here, we're not even talking about prospecting yet. We're not even talking about prospecting, right? Playoffs, we're not talking about playoffs, right? No, it's prospecting. We're not talking about prospecting. We're talking about sales expectations. This is the kind of the basics of what we're trying to figure out. What is the book going to look like? How many accounts is it going to be? The size, the geographic territory, that kind of stuff. We'll talk about prospecting because that's the implementation, of, of what we need to do from a strategic standpoint in order to achieve those results. But here are the basics. What industry or industries will you target? What geographic location are those businesses located in? Are they just located around your city? Are they located in your state, in your county? Are they located, for example, on the southern states of the United States of America? Are you looking on the, just the West Coast? Where is the geographic location? What is the size of the average account that you're going to write? Not what are your minimum expectations, but what is the legitimate, reasonable size of the average total combined revenue on that account when you round out all the policies? What that sales figure that you want to achieve has to be a result of the average revenue size per account. Then it's simply just a matter of figuring out doing the division, the multiplication, the addition, subtraction, and so forth to figure out how many clients does that mean. If you want to write $250,000 and your average account is going to be twenty five dollars each, then that's going to be 10 clients, right? That's the number that we have to hit. And so you need to be able to figure that out. What is that actual number going to look like? Those are just kind of the basic expectations. Basic expectations. Now, now we kind of take it a step further. Now we have to be able to back into it and ask ourselves, you know, is that legitimate? Because again, when we start talking about that number of account, you know, $250,000, if the account was around 20, 25,000, that'll tell you how many clients you have to write in a year. Okay? If you can't achieve that number of new clients in a year, then something's wrong with your system. If you don't feel there's any way whatsoever you're going to be able to write $25,000 revenue accounts, 
then you're either going to have a skewed number of clients that you feel you're going to write or have to write, or your sales expectation, or rather your sales goal, the number of new business revenue, is just out of line. See, all of these things have to add up based upon where you're at, your geographic location, your agency, your, your experience, your weaknesses, strengths, your service expectations, all of that. All of these things come into play to kind of figure that out. But let's say for the sake of argument that we've got something that works. Let's say, you know, um, I'm just going to kind of make the, the math a little bit easier here for me. Um, now we'll just stick with it. We'll just go with the 250000 okay? 250000 um, and we're shooting for accounts that are $20,000 on average of revenue. And hopefully we're going to get like an extra elephant in there or somewhere. Now we have to figure out, okay, how much prospecting do we need to do in order to achieve that actual revenue size? In other words, if I'm going to write 12 accounts in a year and three of them typically have to be in each quarter, how much prospecting do I have to, to do in order to set a number of appointments so that I can get a certain number of broker record letters or go through the quoting process and win new business through a quoting process to get three new clients in that, in that quarter. That's the basic expectations here. Unfortunately, this is, this is a place where most agents never focus on when it comes to their sales and goals expectations. They're just talking about big sort of picture numbers, and unfortunately, most sales managers or agency principals are okay with it because it allows them to kind of project with, with hopeful expectations on what they're going to be able to do from you know, a revenue standpoint for the entire agency over the course of the year as they're trying to figure out you know, new hires and you know, just growth and so forth. Um, but really, you can't achieve those numbers without actually having daily expectations. Daily expectations, in other words, what are you going to do for prospecting on a daily basis in order to hit your numbers on a quarterly basis in, and then, and in order to then hit your annual numbers? See, it always comes back down to what are you doing for me today? It, it might be that you need to do 100 cold calls per day, uh, excuse me, per week in order to achieve your number that you want on a monthly or quarterly basis. 20 cold calls per day, five days a week is going to put you at 100 cold calls in a week. Does that seem like a lot to you? If it seems like a lot to you, then I think that you have low expectations because it's really not that hard. You can probably knock out 15 to 20 in an hour. Okay, I think you can probably do your 20 in about an hour. One hour per day. Could you spend two hours cold calling? Maybe. Might be able to do 35 or 40 calls in a, in a day. But let's just say you do the 20 per day, which is going to give you 100 per week. Let's say you work 50 weeks out of the year because you're taking two for vacation. Well, that's going to put you at 5,000 cold calls for the year, right? 100 times 50 is going to put you at that 5,000. So you've got 5,000 cold calls, and, and hopefully these are on, for the most part, relatively new accounts that you're calling on each time. doesn't have to be. There's certainly going to be some follow-up attached to it, but let's just say like even it was maybe half that, 2,500. Okay, on new accounts that you're calling on a regular basis. Then you start adding in what you're going to do for follow-up for telephone, or excuse me, for email. How many emails are you going to send? What is your email campaign going to look like? What then is even is your social media campaign going to look like? How are you going to be reaching out to these business owners on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and other places? 
Also, what is your walk-in visit strategy going to look like based upon the geographic area of these accounts you're working on? Are you going to be going to uh, speak to them face-to-face? How about networking events? How does the networking actually come into play on your, your prospecting and expectations? How about centers of influence? How many actual meetings are you going to have with your centers of influence on a weekly, if not monthly basis in order to hit to achieve these numbers? I mean, don't, do not downplay your centers of influence. I have one client who uh, his main focus is trying to do about three lunches every week with actual centers of influence with the entire goal of trying to get referrals from them. That's his whole, that's the, that's the number one way in which he prospects before even follow-up. So there's a lot of different ways you can do this, but you, you have to start putting together the minutiae the daily expectations in order to achieve monthly expectations with the goal being an annual expectation, right? It all kind of gets back to knowing your numbers. If you don't know your numbers, you'll really never know where you're at. If you don't track your numbers, you'll really not know where you're at. And you know what? It's probably not the wisest strategy to wing it by the seat of your pants. But if we are if we are honest with ourselves, there's a very real sense in which most of us out there, from time to time, if not most of the time or all the time, that's usually what our plan looks like. We have a plan. It's just called by the seat of my pants. That's usually how it works out. But frankly, that's not how millionaire insurance producers achieve wealth. That's not how they achieve the type of growth and expectations that they want for themselves. By the seat of your pants is not how an agency principal increases his or her agency. You want better EBITDA? You want better you know, revenue per employee? Whatever it is that you're looking at, you actually have to look and track your numbers. Not just what producers are actually achieving each month or each quarter, but what they're doing in order to achieve those numbers every quarter. I'm not saying you have to be a micromanager, but you need to manage. Absolutely, you need to manage. And even as a producer, you don't have to necessarily micromanage your stuff, but you better manage your business. Otherwise, you'll get lost in it. And then you will do what unfortunately happens to most insurance producers is that you have long gaps throughout the year where you were doing nothing. And therefore, you didn't really achieve the results that you want. And looking back, you might say, well, it was COVID and then this happened and then this happened. And you know what? At the end of the day, own up to it. You didn't do the work. You didn't put in the time. All of these things are true. They might be very true for you, but maybe just, you know, there was truths to it at certain times in your year. That's okay. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, no harm, no foul. We're not here to try and take a look at what happened necessarily in the past. We're looking now going forward. What are we going to do going forward in order to put together a plan that is going to, in essence, guarantee the success and the outcome that you want for yourself? Now look, even getting back to that, that example of the producer who wanted to write 250000 for his book, he'd never even written over two hundred grand in a year, and frankly his normal typical year was around 100000 but he was thinking two hundred fifty grand to get about 12, he was even thinking maybe close to 15, but I told him, you know what, you just go after bigger accounts and it takes care of itself. $20,000 accounts, 12 accounts in a year, two hundred forty grand. but frankly... Let's think about this. 
Could you get more than 12 clients in a year? I mean, let's just think about this for a minute. How big of a year could you have? I'm talking about creating expectations for wealth, setting wealthy sales expectations for next year. Could he write 18 accounts? Could he write 20 accounts? What if his typical account ends up being $25,000 of revenue? That's his average. And what if he wrote 20 new clients? What if he did $500,000 in new business next year? Could he? Absolutely he could. Could he do 12 clients at $50,000 revenue? Yeah. Look, I'm just playing with the numbers, but frankly, the numbers are what the numbers are because the numbers are what you make them. You want to go small? You'll get small results. You want to pick it up? Then pick it up. You want to go big? Go big. You want to be wealthy? Then you better start taking a look at your numbers because if the numbers that you're creating are bent towards being small and comfortable, sorry, you're not going to achieve wealth. You're just going to make enough money to pay the electric bill. That's the difference. And so the question that I have for you, even as I now wrap this up, is are the sales expectations that you are creating for yourself and or the producers at your agency, are these expectations not just big, but are they wealthy? And are they guaranteed to actually bring about the results that you were hoping for? My name is Charles Specht. I'm the president and CEO of Permission Sales, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. <laughs>